0: Hi, this is Matt from Clear Nutrition for You. Nutrition is a passion of mine, and I believe it can set a foundation for you to build healthy routines and habits for the rest of your life. Not only do I hope you enjoy this podcast and get a couple laughs, but I also want it to assist you on your journey of health and fitness. Enjoy. Welcome to another podcast. Uh, In today's podcast, I talk with Victor, who's the owner of Cocoa Beach, or one of the owners of Cocoa Beach CrossFit. And we talk about a key part of CrossFit, which is the idea that different workouts should induce a different stimulus and should require a different set of um, reactions in your body. And uh, oftentimes people don't know exactly what the goal of a workout is. And so we try to help people understand what different workouts are designed to do and some tips and tricks to understand what a workout is designed to do so that when you go into it, you ensure you get the, the right goal and you're going after the right thing. Uh, we did this during the COVID-19 no gym kind of thing. So we talk a lot about people trying to figure that out at home, but it's very true even when you go to the gym or if you're still doing Zoom classes and you read something and you think to yourself, well, how long should this take or what weight should I use or what are they trying to accomplish here? Hopefully you get a little bit more insight in how to figure that stuff out so that you can uh, get the right things out of the workouts that we're doing. Thanks again, Victor, for taking the time to do this with me. I hope you guys all enjoy the conversation, and we'll talk to you later. All right, Victor, welcome to my podcast. Thanks for taking the time to join me.
1: Thanks for having me on.
0: Cool. So um, what I was thinking about is we've got all these people that we care about, and we want to have great workouts in their looking at sugar wad and don't always get to make it to a zoom class and so i thought we could help people think about when i read a workout how do i make sure i get what the intended stimulus is and i think as coaches we often say that the stimulus of this workout is and we hope everybody else kind of follows along with us so um i don't know so that's kind of what i was thinking about
1: no that makes that makes sense um the stimulus is i mean in my opinion, this is, it's key to what we do. Like it's, it's if we if we make a workout and we have a design stimulus or desired stimulus in our mind when we're making the workout or when comp train's making the workout and we're following it, uh, and we roll it out. If the member's not getting that stimulus, then it kind of throws off the, the, the format for that day or for the week for that member, in my opinion. So like if it's like a short intense workout and they turn it into a long paced workout, then the next day we have a long paced workout. It's kind of like redundant because they didn't follow the desired stimulus.
0: I think that's so true, right? I mean, so the whole idea of CrossFit is this idea of constantly varied. So if you're not doing the intended stimulus, you don't get the varying. I mean, you you just don't get it. Yes yeah The other one that I think is interesting, I once was talking to somebody about, oh, do you think you got the right stimulus?" And they said, "Well, I was laying on the ground when I was done, so I must have done it right." Um, <laughs> and I thought to myself, you know there, there is sometimes that people feel like if they're not <laughs> at the end of a workout that they, that they didn't do it right, but that's not always the case, you know um, uh, yeah. you know, and, and I think it's helping people understand that yeah, sometimes you're you're, and sometimes you're like, I just want it to end, uh, but it's not a cardiovascular. But those are both good things that can happen in a CrossFit workout.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I mean, as a coach, I'm sure you get it. And as a coach, I get it. And I'm sure the other coaches get it as well. Like, oh, you designed this, this workout to, to kill us. And we never, I mean, there is times I could say that we really want to challenge the members but overall we don't want to like just leave the members huffing and puffing completely out of it. That's not, that's not my desired stimulus for the member. My desired stimulus is to some days make them go super intense for a short amount of time. Some days make them go long paced. Some days have them, you know, do that EMOM where they have to figure out a pace that they can sustain over a period of time. Um, But it's definitely, definitely not uh, if you didn't, end up on your back huffing and puffing after the workout you didn't do it right that's never the the desired kind of uh end all be all for the if you did it right yeah for the totally,
0: workout totally totally
1: um it's
0: interesting because even as you were saying that i was thinking about that i mean i think when we think about stimulus there are some um classifications let's call them that they might fit into so you said one short and intense right that is definitely we program short and intense stuff um, and then you do, then we send a program, you know, let's just call them shippers, right? So I think sometimes even we use that word chipper and people are thinking, well, what do you mean by a chipper? You know, but I think again, that stimulus is a longer period of time where you have to figure out how to do a pace and that kind of stuff. Can you think of other intended stimuluses when you think about programming that you, that you get people to think about?
1: Um, some are it's funny because i was talking to christina and scott about this some are and, and anna maria some are they're kind of strength biased meaning they're they're geared towards strength so like an EMOM. um i don't know some people probably remember we did the kind of like a strength imam a while back um before we started the comp train i was programming a, a strength EMOM where you do like five deadlifts every minute or every other minute for 10 minutes so you do five sets basically five sets of five um, and that is a strength imam or a strength wad, um, But at the same time, it's really not. So it's, if you think true, true strength, like complete strength, that's what your focus is. Yeah. Uh, you're going to do a set of five, three or one, and you're going to do it. And then you're going to take a minimum of a three minute break. So if you're doing a five, three or one, or, you know, eight reps or 10 reps in a minute, every minute on the minute it's not truly strength. I mean, it's kind of a good starting point, um, but you, you can't really consider it strength. So that's kind of, it's like, it's a fine line. You, you know, back to your question, you asked, is there other types of wads? That's why I kind of talked about this. Is there is like that strength wad, but it's not, it's not true strength, I guess you'd say. Yeah. Um, but it's geared towards strength. It's not, you're definitely not supposed to be huffing and puffing. Yeah. So there's those wads that, like you said, short and intense where you're huffing and puffing. It's, it's a sprint. Yep. And there's the strength biased wads where your your focus is strength, um, and you're gonna you're you're gonna get your heart rate up a little bit, and you're gonna be breathing a little harder, but you shouldn't be out of breath. Uh, and then there's those long slow paced wads. You know, the for me, like over 12 minutes is a long slow paced quad. Right. Um, for Scott, like he can hold a you know crazy pace for 12 minutes. I can't maintain a, a that hard of a pace for 12 minutes. So my long slow might be different than Scott's long slow. Sure,
0: sure. Um, so let's get, let's just as an example, I think that, is a, that, that you're exactly right. So if you have a workout, and let's just go with a workout that is, um, well, yeah. So let's just say you have a workout and use, and, and, and how do you determine like, oh, I'm supposed to have a heavier weight here. This is still going to get me going, but it should be a heavier weight. Compared to oh, no, this is a lightweight and I should be able to move quickly the whole time like I like How do you know like oh the stimulus is about the weight not necessarily about let's say the movement or the the cardiovascular your side of things
1: So one one thing uh, I would like to make clear is you're not gonna You're not going to focus again on, on a strength so for instance your question is when should you focus on weight? So for me, anything under five reps. So if you have a WOD that says, maybe it's um, three squat cleans, um, ten pull-ups, yep, and and ten burpees. I'm just throw, throwing stuff out there. Yeah, perfect. That three squat cleans. That's where you can actually stay, okay, it's three reps. It's a you know say an eight minute EMOM or not uh, uh, eight minute AMRAP. It's three reps of squat cleans and then uh, you know more reps of pull-ups and burpees. Um, but because it's only three reps of squat cleans, I can focus on a heavier weight there. Yes. With that being said, you don't want to go into that wad thinking this is my chance to improve on strength. No, because you're doing it in a format. That's it's a, it's a metabolic condition and you're still, it's a heavier weight, but you're still doing it in a conditioning format. You're not doing it in a true strength format. So yeah, you want to focus on a heavier weight but that's not the time you want to focus on just surely getting strong if that makes sense. No, totally. But I think you
0: made a good point there which is when you look at a rep scheme and the number is 3 as opposed to the number being 20 yeah. you you tend to think oh I should be make that weight should be more challenging for me, right? Yes. Yeah, yep. you know, and so if I'm looking at a wad and I'm at home and I'm looking at sugar wad and I'm seeing 5 seven three i'm probably gonna think oh i should make that a challenging weight for me as opposed to if i'm looking at numbers like 20 or 40 or some number like that there i'm probably thinking more about i need to pick a weight that i can move consistently with uh cycle through them better than maybe something that's only got seven reps of
1: yeah because then it goes back to the stimulus where if you pick the wrong weight for a 20 rep scheme and you're supposed to be able to get you know 10 to 12 reps every time you touch that dumbbell or barbell and it, it gets to a point where it's so heavy and you can only get two to three reps and then you're you're changing the stimulus of the workout. Totally I think that's a good point I think that sometimes people think about don't
0: understand that when they look at those sets that for the most part we expect people to be able to get through a set you know in two or three that there's not often times that we would that something gets programmed and we expect people to break a set of 20 into 10, 10 breaks. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's not a common one. Um, another one for me is um, is there are weights that I think are unspoken in this is what you should pick. So I'm going to give you an example. If you see 95-65 compared to 135-95 compared to 185-135, how would you what, what, what do those weights mean to you?
1: Uh, I mean, are you talking about the movements or just the rep schemes? No, like, like,
0: I, like, like I'm thinking, like, if I see 95 pounds, I typically think they want me to go pretty quick. Yes. I, yep, I, exactly. if, if I see 135, I think should be kind of moderate. If I see 155, 165, I think they want it heavy. Now, that might not be the weight I go with, but at least when I see 95, what I coach people with is – that's a little hint that you should go quick as opposed yeah, no, to no, yeah, I see
1: what you're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's, yes, yeah, that's, that's definitely a good cue. Like if the members see those weights, definitely anytime you see 95, 65, that's a, that's a, a designed uh, light lightweight, you know, you can move through that weight pretty quickly with that being said, it's when we program or when anybody programs um, they should, and most people do, they program for, the, like the upper tier, the upper athlete in the gym, because you can't program for somebody that's just starting. Yep. And then, you know, expect the, the, the upper athletes to adjust. You always program for the, whatever you want to call elite or advanced or experienced athlete program for them. And then everybody below them modifies as needed. Um, That's the way I always programmed. And that's the way pretty much comp train programs. uh, so, so again, when you see, when, when somebody that's experienced or been at CrossFit for a while, uh, you see 95, 65 and you, you know that, okay, that's a, that's a, that's a pretty light weight, and I can move through that weight pretty quick. Um, or you know that that should be a lightweight, whether it is, or it isn't for you, you know, that design stimulus is towards a lightweight yeah. versus 185, 135. Okay. That's, that's a heavy weight. We're not going to be doing many reps at a time with that weight. Um, so I mean. It's either going to be a low rep scheme or I need to modify it.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's, I guess you're exactly what I was thinking about is this whole idea, like you can look at rep scheme, but also you, if, there, if there is a weight, you can look at the weight. And if you understand what you are saying, like, hey, we program for the best people in the box and the best people, 95 is a lightweight, 135 is a moderate weight, 185 is a heavy weight. Then you yeah. can look at that same workout and go, oh, 95, what they want me to do is a lightweight. Oh, 135, They can do that. I want. They want me to do a lightweight.
1: Yes, that's. I mean, that's. It's important for the members to be able to recognize because again, that's kind of like a a flag for them if they're reading yeah. the workout on their own and they see it, especially during like this time where we're on Zoom, yeah. um, and they're they're doing everything. I mean, we're we're on Zoom coaching them through it, but they're 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 not in front of us. So when they're reading the workout. Um, and they see, you know, weights, actually, unfortunately, we don't have weights, right? Um, But if you were to see weights, and you saw 9565, then that flag should go off right away and say, okay, this is, you know, this weight, this workout is designed for me to move through these movements pretty quickly at a lightweight with high reps. Yeah. Um, It's not like we're going to program 9565 for five deadlifts. Exactly. Um, Yeah, that wouldn't that wouldn't, you wouldn't get any results out of, out of that. You wouldn't get any stimulus out of that.
0: Yeah. So the other one that it kind of comes up along those li- same lines to me too, is when you think about gymnastics um, and let's just say pull up, chest to bar, pull up, muscle up. Um, there seems to be a progression there. Again, you're talking about the, the for the, the best in our gym, that's mm-hmm. the progression. But when you think that same way about pull up, chest to bar, um, muscle up how do you think like let's talk a little bit about how that what what those things mean to the average person that comes into crossfit when they look at pull up chest to bar muscle up
1: um i mean from my experience the average person that comes into crossfit most people don't even have pull-ups exactly so right away when you look at pull-ups for the average person that's like a goal that's something that they come in wanting to do i hear it over and over again i want to be able to do pull-ups i want to be able to do pull-ups so that's like a a, you know something that they have on their sites that they want to do so that would be like a heavy thing for them that would be something that they're really like trying to get one day yeah and where they're at right now is ring rows or inverted barbell rows or jumping pull-ups or banded pull-ups some type of essentially like you know the 9565 for them would be the 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 barbell row or the the um, ring row yes 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 yeah um, I,
0: I i think about that too so, cuz i almost feel like for the average person pull up is your easiest version of a pull up right it's yeah. for you it's your like you said it's the ring row it's an inverted barbell row that if it's your easiest version as opposed to like today's workout says chest-to-bar pull-ups. Well, if you don't have pull-ups, you're clearly not going to do chest-to-bar pull-ups. But it should be harder than your easiest ring row, right?
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's so, a, good, that's a, good, a good point you make because I see it all the time. Um, and it's something I need to work on more as, as a coach, kind of like identifying it and, and reminding members is that when you're – When you're doing pull-ups, say the workout is 21-15-9. I mean, everybody knows that rep scheme, uh, Fran. So pull-ups and thrusters. um, And then say, you know, months later, we do a 21-15-9 of chest-to-bar pull-ups and deadlifts. And the person that did the 21-15-9 of pull-ups, you know, say their feet were even with the rig for the ring rows. And they were doing ring rows. And then when they went to do the chest bar pull ups, the the modification for it, they did ring rows again, and again their feet are even with the rig. So basically, doing the same exact thing, right, um, for pull ups as chest bar pull ups. They're not they're not increasing their difficulty or the stimulus at all. Um, so we really need to get them to realize that it says chest-to-bar and not just regular pull-ups, so you can't do the same stimulus that you did for pull-ups. You have to make it difficult in some way, shape, or form.
0: Right, right, yeah. Again, I I think that's a good thing for people to think about because like today, it was programmed chest-to-bar pull-ups in the workout, you know, 21, 18, 15, 12, I mean, of chest-to-bar pull-ups, that's legit, right? I mean- Yeah, no,
1: that's that's tough.
0: That's tough, but we've done pull-ups in other workouts still should make it a little bit tougher than you've made it in those other workouts because it says chest bar as opposed to pull-up.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, sure. Either you raise your feet higher or you put them closer to the wall if you're doing ring rows or inverted barbell rows. Yep. Uh, if you're doing a band, use a lighter band. Uh, if you're doing jumping pull-ups, you know, instead of two legs, use one leg or jump less. Yep. Definitely modify it in some way to make it more difficult than your, than your pull-up modification.
0: Yeah, I think you said it right so much at the beginning, which is that all of this stuff is written for the top person. And so for the top person, whether it be, you know, a weight that they're going to clean or whether it be a pull-up that they're going to do or whether it be the, you know, let's just even say, push-up, handstand push-up, strict handstand push-up, you know, that people need to understand that when I see that strict handstand push-up, I should make it harder than what my normal handstand push-up is, you know?
1: Yeah, for sure
0: yeah and I th- and again, I think it's good for people to think about it doesn't matter where you started. it's still all about varying that to kind of match with what what the intent is
1: well that and they have to make sure that they remember what what their goal is like what why are they in the gym? Um, we have a wide variety of athletes that are all there for completely different purposes, so what this person is doing doesn't mean you have to do the same thing because you guys may have completely different goals. Uh, so that's a, a big thing people have to kind of keep in mind and remember. I agree with that. You know, it's an
0: interesting thing. One of the things that I have that I've noticed with being at home is that when I'm more comfortable modifying a workout at home than I was at the box. And so I've modified more workouts at home to fit what I, what I'm trying to accomplish, right? As opposed to necessarily exactly how it was written. I noticed that for myself. Like yesterday, you know, it was uh some clean and jerks and some uh double unders and right clean and jerks and
1: yeah yeah clean that, and jerks, double unders and burpees. That and was jerks. a good one.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. Um I'm trying to focus a little bit more on strength. So I ended up modifying that. I took the the double unders out so that I could do a heavier weight um, nice. and not have to do it. But that was because for me, I'm like, hey, I want to spend a little bit more time on strength. I'm going to do a heavier weight. And I know that if we were at the gym, I probably wouldn't have done that. I probably, would have, the said, wall, yeah. yep, I probably would have said, you know what, this is Rx. I want to do it Rx. I'm just going to do what everybody else is doing. But I have that little bit of freedom more at home that has allowed me to be like, eh, I'm a little bit focused more on strength, so I'm going to do a little bit heavier for me. I hope that I bring that back to the box and remembering like, hey, this is, it's okay that you change it a little bit as long as you've got a reason. Like you just don't get to say, I'm not running today. That's not an option. And you don't get to say, I'm just not going to do it. But hey, I'm really focused on X. I want to work that in there. How do I do that? I hope hope that's something we can figure out how to do.
1: No, that's one thing I talked to Anna and Christina about was, it's a little different now that we're at home um, and especially like right when it, this all started, kind of everybody fell off the routine in some way, you know, may, maybe you're still working out, but you still kind of fell out of that routine then, that you had built in the gym. Um, yeah. So one thing I told them is just to, to find their new norm, find their new routine, whatever it may be, there's no right or wrong, but build a new routine and stick with it. You know, don't rely on what you did or don't get upset because you're not doing as much as you used to do um, find your new routine and, and, and stick with it. And that's what I did. And then kind of like what you were saying, and I really, really like it is that some days I see a wad and, and like you, I'm always like, that's a wad. I'm doing it. That's a wad. I'm doing it. Um, now that I'm at home, I'll see the wad. And I'm like, you know what? Like that, I don't know. It's just not, it's not speaking to me today. So I may modify it, or I may completely change it, or I may completely do, do something else um, that keeps me happy and fit. And that's, that's kind of what I'm preaching during this time is to make sure you're still getting your fitness in, um, but to make sure it's, it's, it's giving you what you want. Is it keeping you fit, and is it kind of putting a smile on your face after you're done, or is it like, oh, great, i got to do this workout again? Right, um, right, right that's, right. that's not what you want yeah cool
0: um so what i was thinking victor is maybe i was just going to go through a couple of workouts that have happened in the last week or so and we could talk about when we read this workout what what what's the stimulus you think that we're going for and how did we figure that out does that make sense yeah for sure cool so the first work i'm looking at here was um last week it was wednesday may 6th it was called macho taco it's five rounds of a three-minute amrap uh 60 double unders 20 jumping lunges and then max rounds of the macho man with 50 35 remember that workout
1: yeah no i, right. I remember it yeah um, so whenever whenever they have those those uh three AMRAPs or four AMRAPs or five AMRAPs with a a minute break in between or two minute breaks in between or you work fast and whatever time you have left that's your break in between whenever they have that it's you're meant to go fast in the workout um and you're either going to have a built-in break meaning you're going to have a minute or two break after each round or you're going to build your own break by working fast in the round um so it's funny those workouts test two things they work they test your kind of like your work capacity how fast you can move through those movements whether it be barbell or dumbbell or like with the macho taco is that dumbbell movement that complex um but it also tests your aerobic like your aerobic recovery Mm -hmm. so say you do one round and you have a minute break if you're if you're solid in your aerobic activity aerobic recovery then that minute break you can almost fully recover and go into the next round just as hard as you did in the first round to where if you're struggling aerobically and you don't have a good aerobic base, then you're not going to recover and you're going to go into the second round and you're going to be spent. You're going to be done already before you even start. So that should be a red flag. If you're doing those workouts and you, you constantly run into the same issue where you do one round or two rounds and by the second or the third round, you're completely spent before you even start the round that doesn't mean that you went too hard it means that you're not recovering as fast as you should and you need to focus on long slow long slow aerobic activity meaning long slow runs long slow bike long slow row long slow slim, uh, swim whatever it is that that you like really it doesn't really matter um that that will make you better at those type of workouts
0: all right and so um so it's an interesting one because it's little sprints, but the, the, the stimulus there is still around moving for a long period of time. And can you move for a long period of time is kind of how you think about that stimulus. Yes, for sure. Yeah, cool. All right, um, here's another one. So it's called the return of the odd object. It was four rounds of a 25 overhead bear hugger goblet carry 10 bear hugger goblet squats, 25 overhead carry, 10 shoulder to overhead, 25 overhead walking lunge,
1: 10 overhead squats,
0: 25 crab walk, 10 RDL.
1: So, yeah, that was – I believe that was a Thursday or a Sunday. Thursday, yeah. So anytime we do those, those Thursday and Sunday workouts are – They're designed to basically put your body in a different position than we're used to um so one thing they do is they prevent overuse injuries um they activate those muscles that we're not really focusing on or we're not engaging on a constant basis um and they're just their their sole purpose is not for time not to be huffing and puffing not a sprint um it's just to do the movement correctly um do the movement the best that you can if it means you have to go to extremely lightweight or no weight then do it because you really want to you really want to focus on perfection on those days to do the movement as perfect as possible, um, to engage those muscles that, again, that we're not really activating on a daily basis. Yeah.
0: So that's a good one. example. So, um, I think that people sometimes think that those are days off. How do you, how would you say that? Like, what is that? What, what, what would you feel like after one of those days?
1: Um, It, I mean, it's definitely not a day off because you're, you're moving and you're acting again, you're activating muscles. You're engaging your, your muscles when you wouldn't, if you actually had a day off. So you you can't consider it a day off. I think people consider it a day off because the intensity is not there. So you don't have to have an intense day every single day. You don't want an intense day every single day. You have to rest and let your body recover um, and this is just a way to keep moving, keep your fitness up, uh, and not completely rest, but again, not completely, you know, destroy and break down your body. Like yeah. give it a chance to recover. So it's not a day off. It's just kind of like a, I mean, it's that that famous kind of word right now is active recovery. So it's it's a active recovery where you're moving, you're activating your muscles, but you're not destroying your body at the same time.
0: Yeah. The other thing that I think that if that I would help. I always try to remind people about too, is just like you said, it's about form. And if you are, if you let yourself get sloppy, it's not as hard as if you insist on being uh, precise with your movement. And sometimes that, and that, and, and that precision is what brings on the, the, you know, the stimulus is that precision where if you're sloppy with your movement, it might feel like a day off.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If you're sloppy with the movement, it'll feel like you're just, I mean, it won't feel like you are just basically going through the motions. Right. Um, and if you're going through the motions on that day, it's, it's, it's a complete waste of time to be honest. Like it's, right. you have to, and I, I tell them every time I coach that class, you have to focus on perfection. Um. And it's, it, it, it takes a lot of focus. Like you have to, focus on it while you're doing the movement. Your mind can't be somewhere else. Uh, On those days, I'd almost want a mirror, like, you know, the global gyms like have a mirror up so people can actually see what they're doing and be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not doing this at all. How I need to be doing this. Um, Let me fix this. That's when a mirror would come in handy. That's the only time I think a mirror would be good is for those days where people can see, um, exactly what they're doing and, and help their focus through the movements instead of kind of just going through the motions and checking a box. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think that's, I think that's exactly right. I mean, I think that's one of those days where you really want to pay close attention to that, to the form there. Very close attention. All right. I got one last one for you here. Yeah. Which is the banana workout. And we're uh, going to talk about it as when I was originally written nine six three three six nine. Front squats, deadlifts, lateral barbell burpees, 135, 95. So what's the stimulus there?
1: Oh, the stimulus there is a sprint. It it was, it was. I, I made that workout. Um, so we've been using CompTrain for the workouts, but I made that one specifically because Ben and Anna were doing the face-off, um, and I made it to be a sprint. And I did the workout before I even published it, just to double-check that it was going to be a sprint, and it, it was. Um, and then I, I kind of modified cause I knew not everybody had a barbell and I heard, I heard a little rumbling there about the, the dumbbell versus barbell, um, splits. So I did the dumbbell workout and I actually did the dumbbell workout faster than I did the barbell workout, wow. even though the reps were a lot higher. Um, and that's another thing to keep in mind, uh, especially with this, you know, COVID-19 and zoom classes. If you see an, a 95-65 workout with a barbell. Actually, with that one, it was 135-95. right, right. So 135-95 for nine reps, and then six reps, and then three reps, and then three, six, and nine. You can't give the same number for for dumbbells because you're not even doing half the weight on each rep. Yeah. I mean, you think about it. For one rep, if I squat with 135, someone with a dumbbell squatting 50 pounds versus – 130 that's a huge difference so that that was a that was the reason for the dumbbell to barbell um change in the in the numbers for the reps Um, but that workout was designed to be a sprint and one thing about the sprints um is people really have to they have to empty the tank um you have to you have to go all out and 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 give it everything you got and don't think i'm going to hold off for this or that uh it's almost to the point where like i want people to to maybe sometimes red line and see what that feels like, like just completely go hundred yep. percent foot all the way down on the gas as hard as you can, you know, from three, two, one, go, uh, and, and experience that and see what it feels like. I don't know if everybody did that on that workout. Uh, yeah. I think even though we say sprint and this is for any workout for Fran or anything, we say sprint and people are like, okay, I need to go a little harder now. Uh, so I'll push a little harder than I did in the long, slow paced workout. Um, but they didn't, they didn't really truly like go 110%. Um, and one of the ways I see that is like after a Fran or after that workout is a good one where, you know, right after people are like, Oh yeah, that was a tough workout. That was pretty bad. Or, you know, like, no, you shouldn't, (laughs) you shouldn't be talking after that workout. You shouldn't, that's the one where you should be rolling on the ground and be like, hold on, like, don't talk to me for another minute or two. And then, and then we'll discuss how that workout was. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Good. Cool, Victor. Um, well, again, I thank, uh, thanks for taking the time to talk with me about this. Um, I think that you know, programming and figuring out stimulus is something that you, know, you spend a lot of time with CrossFit, and you figure it out, but I know that people are often trying to figure out what the heck we're trying to do. And uh, I think you really help people think about, about that a lot. So thanks for taking the time to do it.
1: No, not a problem. If anyone has any questions, feel free to you know, ask me anytime. That's what I'm here for. Cool. All right,
0: Victor, I will see you later. All right, have a good one, thanks, Matt. Yeah, you too, bye. I hope everybody enjoyed that conversation and got a little bit of something out of it. Thanks, Victor, for taking the time to talk with me. Uh, if you guys have any comments, please reach out. You can find me on Instagram at Clear Nutrition For You, or you can send me an email, Matt at Clear Nutrition For You. Hope everybody has a great day, and remember, eat real food.